You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to The Chris and Joe Show on Big Blue View Radio, your go-to source for New York Giants analysis. Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning stays on his feet, airs it out down the field. It is Welcome back, folks, here on Big Blue View's audio lineup as we are reacting to what is currently the New York Giants 53-man roster. I am Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris Flum for this roster reaction show. Uh, Be sure to hit the subscribe button, leave us a five-star review if you enjoy listening to us. So, Chris, I got a note first, and this is very important to indicate to our listeners that we're putting out the show right now, but this list of guys that we're going off of right now could very well significantly change very, very quickly. They're likely not done. It sounds like that they're not done, and they're probably going to do some shuffling with whoever becomes available. And there's some pretty notable guys that have popped up and been made available uh, that were cut from some other rosters. So there's going to be some moves that are made as we we're going to end up talking about it. There was already another trade for another backup offensive lineman made. They're probably done with the offensive line moves, but they're probably going to end up signing some other guys to this roster. Yeah, in fact, I fully expect the Giants to continue to shuffle and attempt to fine-tune this roster by the time uh, week one gets here, and maybe even more so after week one when veteran contracts are not fully guaranteed anymore. So this is their initial 53-man roster. So... Folks, take take this with a grain of salt and just, you know, this is where we are right now at about 5 o'clock on Tuesday afternoon, evening. <laughs> right, that's when we're recording this, so if anything is missing, it's probably because it happened after recording and once the show was released, so keep that fully in your your minds when, when you know, thinking about some of the stuff that we're talking about here. The first move, though, that is definitely solidified that we want to talk about before we get to some offensive takeaways, uh, Ben Bredesen, offensive lineman in his second year, formerly a fourth-round pick, uh, is going to be traded from the Baltimore Ravens, so he is now going to be uh, a New York Giant added to this backup group. Chris, you wrote down here in our notes a fourth-round pick for Bredesen, and then they also receive in return a 2022 fifth rounder and then a 2023 seventh rounder. So Bredesen, decent quality lineman. Apparently he was 13th among all guards during the preseason. Limited action last year. But here is yet another very strong backup offensive lineman, maybe with a chance to play if there are some more injuries to guys like Shane Lemieux. Yeah, and you know, like we said with Billy Price, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Bredesen winds up pushing for a starting job on this offensive line. Now, maybe not right away, not this week against, well, or next week against Denver, but 
if Shane Lemieux struggles, we could see a full-on competition for that left guard and potentially even center spot with Billy Price being in the mix as well. Uh, just doing some research about Bredesen, you know, he is he was a career left guard at Michigan, four-year starter, just whenever he was on the field for Michigan, it was at left guard. At the Senior Bowl, he took some snaps at center just to show to the NFL that, yes, he is at least theoretically capable of doing that. As a Raven, he did practice at all five spots. Now, I personally think his best spot is definitely guard, and because of familiarity, that left guard spot. He's not a great athlete, but he is powerful. He is a strong dude. He's got a great play strength. He's got a great anchor. He can move guys in a power running game. He's got enough mobility where I think he could do some of those uh, inside zone, maybe even some outside zone concepts. But right now, he'll probably be depth, but it wouldn't be a surprise to see him push for a for a starting job. Yeah, Bredesen, again, as I, you know, I threw in there, that he, he graded as a really good player during the preseason a younger guy considered to be a little bit more developmental. So there's a chance that we see uh, someone like him take the time to develop and maybe he works his way into compete with Shane Lemieux. I mean, he and Shane Lemieux, I don't think are very far off in their capabilities and their potential. So it, it's a very possibility that we see either Billy Price or Ben Bredesen in the starting lineup at some point. So we'll keep our eyes out for that as the offensive line is is not 100% solidified, but it seems like the moves to bolster the depth is basically pretty much done. Uh, and that's something that we talked about a ton throughout the, the preseason is that they're going to need to make some moves. And surprise, surprise, Getty ends up making those moves, and here they are with some quality players. Now I want to hit on some of these offensive takeaways for the 53-man roster, Chris. And the first one... That really shocked me. I was just going through and, and scrolling through the, the the final roster, and I'm like, really? Uh, Gary Brightwell makes the final 53-man roster as the third running back. And th- that's not the weirdest part about the running back position. We'll, we'll wait a second to, to get to the stuff concerning the fullbacks. But Gary Brightwell doesn't really get a lot of touches in the preseason. Uh, he also looks not very exciting in the time that we did see him get some carries but apparently the way that Joe Judge approached the preseason is that we're not going to play our starters and tell you who's going to be where and who's going to make this roster and instead we're going to show you all the guys that are probably going to end up getting cut so Brightwell makes the roster uh if he sticks around if maybe that they're just keeping him on for clerical reasons so that they can go and sign somebody else I don't think there's even really any other available running backs that they're going to go after, but he makes the roster over Corey Clement, which is pretty surprising in my eyes. Yeah, I thought Clement was the better runner of the two. Now, I think the decision was basically made by special teams. You know, we we saw Gary Brightwell. He was a consistent contributor on special teams. I think he was in on just about every single special team snap the Giants took in the preseason, or at least games two and three, he didn't receive any snaps mm-hmm. in the first preseason game, which kind of stood out to us as a maybe a negative sign. Obviously, we read that one wrong. But yeah, as a runner, I I didn't see a whole lot with Brightwell. I you know he's got decent contact balance, decent vision, which is what I saw on tape of him in college. But 
Clement has that as well, and he ran harder. Now, that fumble in the first game, that could also play a role. Also, you talk, you mentioned the fullback position. We saw the Giants actually give the ball to Eli Penny, and he ran well. In fact, I, I believe he was the Giants' most efficient running back. I think If he didn't have the most yards, he definitely had the most yards per carry. We know he can catch, but if he is basically going to be their short yardage, you know, short yardage, goal line, just rumbling truck stick of a running back, well, then maybe it make maybe that made Corey Clement expendable in the eyes of the Giants, and they could really use that third running back spot as another special teamer if they're using Penny as kind of a Swiss Army knife out of the backfield. So speaking on those those fullbacks, you're referencing the fact here that they are going to hold two fullbacks on the roster as of right now. Elijah Penny and then Colin Gillespie, who is signed in for agency. I almost wonder if this is also another roster shuffling type of a situation. Uh, I, this is also a bit confusing to me, but we do see some teams now work in fullbacks into their, their offensive game plans more often. And you're talking about how Elijah Penny was getting some carries during the preseason. Maybe that's just because they were trying to, uh, you know, make him feel good about himself and rewarding him for all of his efforts on special teams in the past. But maybe Eli Penny gets actually some work as a fullback, kind of like what the Ravens use uh, with Richard in, you know, for their offense. So I think that that's definitely a bit odd that they're going with two fullbacks. Maybe it doesn't end up, end up being the final case. But if they do, I, I think that that is probably uh, one of the more unique things that we're going to see with this Giants roster is two fullbacks apparently yeah and i also have to wonder if it's related to the tight end position you know right now the giants have three tight ends on their roster kyle rudolph evan ingram and caden smith now that that would be fine in a normal year however you know kyle rudolph is dealing with coming back from that foot surgery we we know evan ingram has the calf injury which we still don't really have any word on the severity of it uh Last I heard, he was going to see specialists. That that's it. <laughs> so maybe that changes by the time the show comes out. This is one of those days news comes fast, furious, and it's pretty much always changing. But the Giants could be keeping two fullbacks so they can have the that blocking prowess on their roster, and they think Colin Gillespie gives them more of that. You know, out of a. 21 set then maybe their fourth tight end would have given them out of a 12 or 13 personnel set or who knows maybe they're looking at three back sets with both fullbacks and one of their running backs i at at, the, at this point the, the, this roster is constructed right now a little weirdly where they got two fullbacks three tight ends seven wide receivers that's just <laughs> not normal yeah, it's the complete opposite of what we expected. I, I feel the as though that the two, two two fullback thing is not going to hold. But I mean, who the heck knows at this point? It seems like the intention throughout the preseason is to basically tell us absolutely nothing and confuse the hell out of us, so that they can confuse their first week opponent, which is the Denver Broncos. So that you know that move to keep uh, uh, two fullbacks is always a fun one. But one thing that is confirmed for a fact is that David Sills. We spent a, a lot of this preseason 
speaking super positively on uh, is not going to be a part of this roster. He had a lot of really good plays. He got a ton of playing time, but uh, David Sills, the receiver, is not going to be a part of this group. Yeah, and I would have to go back and check. I am not sure if he has any eligibility left for the practice squad. I the rules have changed enough in the last couple of years. I'm not quite sure how he how he would fare as far as the Giants being able to sign him to their practice squad. I hope they can because he showed enough that you know, I wouldn't feel uncomfortable seeing him on the field. You know, particularly since he was kind of the only other guy, him and maybe uh, Damian Willis, as being the kind of direct analog for Kenny Galladay as a as a big physical X receiver. So it, it's nice to have another one of those guys around just in case. But I do feel pretty comfortable in saying that David Sills is going to get another chance with somebody. You know, there are quite a few teams who could probably use more depth and maybe a developmental piece that doesn't need a whole hell of a lot of development in their wide receiving core. Yeah, a lot of a lot of guys that are sticking around in this receiver group, I think are um it's intriguing that we basically didn't get to see any of these guys. It's Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, Kadarius Tony, CJ Board, Dante Pettis, and John Ross. And we only really were exposed to CJ Board, Dante Pettis, and a little bit of Darius Slayton. So it's a total, again, we can keep talking about this, how not really given much of a glimpse at what to expect this season because like, if if we were just going off the fact that John Ross barely played mostly because of injury, um, I think most would have guessed that he wasn't going to make the roster, but damn, he man- ended up being, being within this receiver group. Um, and that potentially has a lot of potential, that overall group. We'll see if they end up playing up to that potential. Coming up, we're going to talk about some defensive takeaways, some surprise guys staying, and then two relatively surprising cuts. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So the one thing that's been popping up a lot in giant circles that keeps being talked about is the fact that Sam Beal, cornerback who many expected to be a, a cut in this group, ends up making the final 53-man roster. And he also can be a player who is cycled out for somebody once the uh, we have some of these hurt defenders back and available. Uh, you know, like Aaron Robinson's an example who's, who's put on the pup list. 
But Sam Beal is going to be a part of this this final roster, despite being relatively disappointing early on in his career with the Giants. So that is probably one of the more shocking moves here out of any of the ones that we're going to discuss on the show that Sam Beal is returning. Yeah. Uh, looking at the roster as a whole, I think I can see the calculus at play. Aaron Robinson is going on the pup list. He never came off of it during preseason so he is going to be unavailable for the first six weeks of the season so the giants need depth in their defensive secondary and particularly at the cornerback position which you know that is basically sam beal's ticket onto the roster especially with josh jackson you know dealing with an injury himself uh adore jackson dealing with an injury you know they were they got very thin there very quickly the other thing to take a look at is that Casey Kreider, their long snapper, got cut. Now, we've already had reports that the Giants have said, we are re-signing you. Don't worry about it. What I think is going to happen, and may have already happened by the time this airs, is that Aaron Robinson is going to get put on the pup list. That will free up a, a roster spot, and Casey Kreider is going to get re-signed to that spot. Now, I think this is basically a six-week audition. For Sam Beal. He has six weeks to prove to the Giants that he is worth keeping for the rest of the season. Otherwise, I think he is the cut when Aaron Robinson is ready to come off the pup list in six or eight weeks. So yeah, that, that, I, I, I just I'm just gonna put that down now is the way I think this all works out. That sounds like it's going to be the most likely outcome. Uh, and the reason why Sam Beal is sticking around is that once you end up getting back uh, Aaron Robinson, you'll be completely fine, and then you're going to get rid of Sam Beal. That, if we're just kind of going off of assumption here, like you said, I think that that ultimately, based on some some quick math, that makes the most sense. It, it, you know, in referencing some, some math here, I, I, I'm trying to really figure out how they ended up cutting two of the pass rushers that they signed in free agency who we had some relative decent expectations for. Don't make the final roster. Uh, Odin Ingbo, who we talked up pretty highly, signs a pretty uh, cheap deal. We thought that maybe he ends up being a good rotational player. I guess the Aziz Ojolari draft selection kind of pushes him um, down in the order of things. And then Ryan Anderson, who recently got suspended for six games for PEDs, that one's a little bit more blatantly obvious that they cut him because they don't want to sit around and wait for a guy who's been relatively mediocre to to come back to this roster so both these guys that they signed recently are not going to be a part of this roster yeah with i, I would definitely say opening is the uh more surprising cut of the two i think this is another one that comes down to special teams he, he wasn't a perfect fit for the defense he's re, he really looked a lot more comfortable as a hand in the dirt classic defensive end and that was how he had his best success with the minnesota vikings so i i think the giants in a way kind of did him a favor and let let him go to a team where he would be able to play his best position most often and you know it, it kind of sucks that he wasn't they weren't able to put him in a position to use what he use his skill set most efficiently but yeah, that, that's just kind of how it is. They thought he might have a skill set that would transition to their defense, and it turned out not as well as they might have hoped. But then, you know, Anderson, like you said, that one makes sense. 
But the other thing with Odenigbo is he didn't play a whole hell of a lot of special teams. Yeah, he was on there for a few snaps a game, but not a whole lot. Trent Harris, however, was a guy a lot of people had getting cut. But I had a sneaking suspicion he was going to make the roster, and he did. And it was mostly because he was another guy who was on just about every special team snap. And he might not be the same pass rusher that Odeningbo is, and we'll say inconsistent at setting an edge in run defense. But I saw him play pretty well on special teams. And you know, I keep saying it, this is a, a football team with three special teams coordinators. Got Joe Judge, Tom Quinn, <coughs> and McLuhan out there. So they have a real heavy emphasis on special teams play. And if you are not an every down starter, you have to be able to contribute on special teams. Yeah, that's always going to be a big priority here. So if if, he, if the expectation from him is that he needs to be a guy that's getting into the starting rotation and he doesn't even work his way into the starting rotation, they're better off keeping some guys at some different positions that are going to be primarily uh, special teams players. So that is always going to be a priority, as you said, with the, the coaching staff, with multiple special teams coordinators within the group. That's going to be it for this roster breakdown show. We'll have some more content coming your way throughout the week. Uh, Folks, be sure to hit the subscribe button, give us a five-star review, and head to bigblueview.com. Talk to you soon, folks. Enjoy the rest of your week. to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.